Hello and good morning. My name is JJ Holly. I'm the president and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And today we have a representative from the Small Business Administration, the Public Information Officer, Mr. Charles Abel. Mr. Abel, thanks for uh, joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, JJ. It's great to be here. You know, as a Woodlands resident, it's I'm so proud of our chamber and Thank everything you. the Thank township you. does. So. You know, we're very appreciative of everything that you do. Yeah, well, thank you. There's a lot of work to do, and uh, we enjoy doing it. So, so it's a great place to be in the Woodlands. You know? Yes, sir. Who's, who's got it better than us, you know? <laughs> uh, but today we want to talk about uh, the programs that the Small Business Administration has. We know, obviously, with the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of small businesses are hurting. And there's some real good tools in the toolbox that, that uh, can help them out. And... So I'd like to start off with uh, what programs were available before the, the CARES Act was, was, uh, was established or passed. And, and I know they're still working through the kinks of that. We can talk about that in, in a right. little bit. But what was available before? Because the businesses had 7A loans, uh, economic uh, impact disaster loans, and just can you go through some of those programs for sure. us? I noticed um, in your previous programs, you pointed out the economic injury disaster loans. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are not aware. Uh, they may have seen it through Hurricane Harvey and some of our mm -hmm. other disasters that mm -hmm. the SBA does small business disaster assistance. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, in this case, we had the economic injury disaster loan and um, a lot of people weren't aware of how the process works. So. We were trying to get them to go to sba.gov uh, forward slash disaster in this case it, when the president made um, all 50 states and uh, areas uh, a disaster area. Because that's a key point. You've right. got to be either your county or your state or nationally has to be declared a disaster area before Correct. this program uh, uh, kicks into place. Right. Okay. So the president made the entire nation and all of our provenance um, a disaster area. So that made it very difficult. So imagine like uh, Hurricane Harvey with just the Houston area and our district had to deal with 32 counties with disaster assistance. Now we've got the entire nation, all counties. And so this is like... So um, just a level set, during Hurricane Harvey, do you have a number of how many small businesses applied for the uh, EIDL or EIDL loans? Oh, yeah. I mean, 90% uh, of all small businesses are of business in Houston are small businesses. And so they were all taking advantage of, of the uh, disaster assistance. So... Multiply that by <laughs> that's right the ex exponential number is just incredible. What we're trying to do right now to help our economy continue and not uh, suffer from this pandemic. So, can you go into some of the details of the EIDL loan? How is it applied for, and what are the uh, what are some of the terms? Um, so, the EIDL is a uh, disaster assistant loan. Um, as soon as people go online, they go to sba.gov coronavirus, they can go through our different options of what the loan... And that's the, the key, loan... is you've got to apply through the SBA for the EIDL, Correct. not through your local bank, which Correct. is a different program. Right. So, okay. so, yeah, I wanted to cover those two programs. Right. So the Economic Injury Disaster Loan is available online 
and uh, people need to be aware of, you know, that they have their financial um, information in order and that they are able to provide basically simple information um, on our streamlined application online. So uh, once they fill out the application, one of the last pages is that they can apply for up to $10,000 advance. And um, that portion, they need to make sure that they can certify that they're in business and that they had an operational business before uh, February 15th and that uh, the information that they're claiming for the advance, you know, is uh, correct. And then they'll sign now that there portion. there are some myths and uh, assumptions uh, about the EIDL. Is the $10,000 advance, is that based on number of employees? Is that a grant or how does that work? Right, it's not a, well, I mean, as far as the small business standards, sure. that's under what 500 it implies. Yeah, but, under mm -hmm. 500 employees. But some um, of the industries uh, could be over 500 employees, and mm -hmm. they know who they are. But they can go to the SBA.gov and, and determine their size standard to see if they qualify. Okay. Because I've heard in some instances that it's $1,000 per employee, but that's not true. It's just a $10,000 advance. Correct. And how soon after someone applies for the idle loan could they expect that uh, $10,000 check? Now what we were told was initially three to five days, but we're starting to see the process is taking longer. And I think that it's because the number of small business owners that are applying. And so we need to give the system time. Um, everybody needs to understand that this is just not putting information or uh, money out willy-nilly, we need to, you know, vet the process. And so that's what the government's doing. I know we're getting a lot of questions, and I know there's a lot of pressure on the SBA to move those applications through very quickly. One of the concerns that we hear is small businesses simply don't have a reserve. They don't have months of reserve they can use to draw on to stay in business. And some of them have as little as two to four weeks. Right. I mean, what we experienced through Hurricane Harvey and our tax day floods and many other issues here in Houston, we realized that uh, SBA disaster assistance, FEMA can roll into the area, but it's all about mitigation. You know, it's about planning for the next flood. Mm -hmm. So you flooded, you've got to plan for it. You had a fire, you got to plan for it. Uh, now, uh, cybersecurity and now, you know, pandemic, you got to plan for those disasters. Yeah, hard to plan for something that's never really happened before with right. uh, the pandemic. This is really right. unprecedented. But right. what are some other uh, terms associated with EIDL? What, how much can you take out? How, how is it, what calculations used to establish the, the, the credit limit or the loan limit that a, a business would get? Right, so it's a low interest rate loan um, it's lower than the um, GP average, so it would be 3.75 in this case. Um, it will vary from situation to situation, but currently we're at 3.75 and 2.75 for nonprofits. And I do want to make sure that churches, uh, religious organizations, all nonprofits are eligible for applying for this loan. 
Great. That, that's another question we get that 501c3s, which are your, your typical charities like churches, uh, the food bank, interfaith locally, those are eligible organizations. And also 501c6s, which are organizations, business associations like the Chamber sure. or the Economic Development Partnership that, that, uh, that business organizations can apply for that as well. There, there are some key factors with the uh, chambers that uh, they can't be a lobbyist group. Uh, they can't be involved in fundraising for politics. Um, they can't be a, 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 a congressman or representative of the area. So there are some stipulations, but yeah, I mean, a lot of Chamber of Commerce, are, you know, are out to help small business grow and expand and get through this uh, situation and we need to support our Chamber of Commerce. Well, thank you for that, we appreciate it. And by extension, we wanna get as much information out as possible about these programs that are available so that it, it is amazing that uh, a lot of small businesses simply don't know what's available and so we're trying to push that out. Uh, what are some ways that the SBA is, is trying to get the word out like, our meeting today is a perfect example. What are some other things that you guys are doing? And this is a great opportunity. We really greatly thank uh, the Woodlands Chamber and um, Woodlands Online for giving us this opportunity to reach so many people. We just want to encourage everyone. They're experiencing some really difficult times as far as going through our website. The website crashes. You know, so we want people to continue to try to apply for the EIDL, what we call the EIDL. Uh, we want people to continue to apply for the uh, Paycheck uh, Protection Program through their lenders. Uh, many lenders have experienced a lot of challenges right so now. Before we go to PPP, uh, just to recap, can you summarize for us the EIDL program just real just in a nutshell, so that, because uh, I know that if people are like me, they, they hear sure. a lot of the facts yeah. and then they say, well, just, you know, give so me a little summary of it. What happened was in this pandemic, immediately the SBA responded as we normally do. Mm -hmm. uh, the administrator has uh, the um, power to be able to claim a disaster. However, this disaster was way beyond anybody could have expected. So the president came out with the presidential declaration uh, March 27th and said Which feels that, like a year ago. I know. <laughs> yeah, every week is going by really fast. So, and so, so the, the disaster is declared in your area, and, and it, in this case it's nationally. Correct. But just going, like we, when we look forward to, not look forward, but when we prepare for, for future issues or, or emergencies like this, that uh, the, the local entity, be it maybe the county or the state, or in this case the feds, have declared your area to be a disaster. Correct. And then that kicks off this EIDL program in a small business or a nonprofit can go to the sba.gov SBA website and apply. And it sounds like the, the rate is about 3.75% currently. Okay. Is that a variable rate or is that? No, it's fixed rate. Oh, so that's a fixed rate. Mm -hmm. And then you can get up to, I believe, $2 million. In, $2 million. In $2 million. Mm -hmm. And how is that decided? What's the formula? 
So when you're applying for the loan, there's a streamlined application right now. So what I want to make sure that people are aware of is that we have a streamlined application. This is different than any other situation that if they were in Hurricane Harvey or the tax day floods, uh, Beaumont, Orange County, you know, they, they've all done those applications. They've, they've been through this before. And this does not go against them applying for a new loan. So, you know, if you have an existing disaster loan, you can apply for this new loan. But this is different in that um, we want to make sure that the businesses are able to get the assistance that they need right away. So um, through the CARES Act, they initiated the $10,000 advance. So that $10,000 advance that they can apply for, um, they just simply check a block at the end of the application to be considered up to $10,000. And that is forgiven. That is not uh, required to be repaid. Yes, yeah, okay. simply a grant. And then the loan is up to two million. And how is that calculated for a business? So it's depend on uh, your revenue. Um, over the last year, you'll need to provide your uh, tax information as far as your revenue. So basically, from April first, twenty nineteen, to March thirty first. 2020, you need to provide what you were providing in revenue for employees, for your light bill, for your rent, for so your yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Detail your expenses. Okay. So you detail out your expenses for the previous 12 months, mm -hmm. ending in March. Right. And then uh, I'm sure you also have to submit some revenue numbers in what uh, what impact you have felt because of the 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 disaster in your Correct. area. Correct. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's loss of revenue, but you can't really claim loss of revenue. You have to base it on this is what my revenue was, not projecting, you know, I could have made a million more sure. this year. You know, it's what I made last year. Okay. So you submit your revenue and expenses, and that goes into a calculation, and, that, and then you'll get, uh, I'm sure, contacted by the SBA to oh, finalize Oh, yeah, absolutely. The so first, when you file the I, IADL, um, the idle, as we call it, um, you'll be contacted within three to five business days. It's taking a little bit longer, sure. but you're going to be a, uh, contacted by a SBA uh, loan analysis. And uh, the analyst is going to be able to, to ask you the questions of, uh, we need to see your tax returns, we need to see all your filings, we need to see your payroll. Um, and so have that information prepared because it will speed up the process for approving the application. It takes anywhere from four to seven weeks to get an approval, even after the loan analyst has contacted you. So That, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Was, uh, it, you're looking at at least three to five business days before you would receive the $10,000 grant, and it will probably take longer because right. it's the sheer numbers. And then if someone applied on, I wish I had a calendar in front of me, but uh, uh, once the date that you, once you apply, you're looking at at least four weeks or more before you get contacted yeah. by an SBA uh, official. Yeah. And then you've got a certain number of weeks after that before you may see that. that I also want to point out right now that we have a, a situation where our 
online application would normally be able to answer when you're going to get the first paycheck, the second paycheck, and so, so forth. The system is so overwhelmed, they've revamped the program. Um, they've gone out to third-party organizations that are now running our 1-800 number, and they're running our website, that they're trying to improve the application process for everyone. Um, it would have normally been able to get a response in three to five days. It may take a little bit longer. So uh, the biggest thing that we can do right now is just ask people to be patient and uh, wait a week. And if you don't have an answer in a week, then start contacting our customer service numbers. Okay, great. So that covers EIDL. Now the program that seems everyone knows about, because uh, it's, it's talked at, uh, about in every single press conference, but with the CARES Act, there was a $350 billion program called the, the Paycheck Protection Program. 349 billion. There, 349, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, a billion here, a billion there with the government, you know, pretty soon you start talking about real money. But, uh, so 349 billion. So tell us about the PPP program and how that's done. And I want to say that the president's initiative yesterday to encourage Congress to approve an additional $250 billion is going to really help stimulate our economist, uh, economy. Um, the uh, situation with what we're in right now is that businesses are not in business and we need economic stimulus. And so for Congress, um, uh, I, I applaud uh, our Representative Brady for doing everything that he has done for making this happen. It's really hard, you know, when you have to look at your nation and you have to look at the economy and you have to make decisions on we can go further in debt if we can do this. And so I, I just, I really applaud our government. That's and, a hard balance. Yeah. Act. It really is. I really applaud Most people our government. are concerned about the, the trillion dollar national right. debt that we have, and this is only going to add to that. So for the president to be able to, yeah. you know, make that recommendation to Congress that we need another, another $250 uh, billion to support this program, it's a major undertaking. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as of yesterday, we were at $85 billion loan with uh, 34,000 loans uh, nationwide. So the so numbers... So are loans that have been processed or have been these requested? Are no, these are loans that have been processed and okay. issued by banks. Now, the, the major lenders are experiencing difficulty because they have caps. They have limitations that they can do. Uh, based on the uh, Federal Reserve. So uh, between the Federal Reserve and our U.S. Treasury, uh, they're working out those issues to see if, you know, how they can make more money available. Even though the money is there, it's just that banks are limited on how much they can distribute. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you've heard some activity on that end as well because we put our two cents into that, mm -hmm. that uh, during this time, if the banks had, and that's a good situation we're in from an economy perspective, is th this is not 2008 where the banks were struggling. Correct. The, the banks are doing very well. Uh, money's very cheap right now with the interest rates where they are. 
and the money is available. We just need to relax those standards in the in the short term so that we can get people back to work. And that was the uh, book that I brought. Um, I, I encourage everybody nice to learn about the uh, Code of Federal Regulations and um, when they're trying to learn about money law and, and how money is distributed from the government, it goes through the federal register. So we can't do anything unless it goes through the federal register. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, for uh, small business, we go through CFR uh, 13. And I just encourage everybody to learn is that about the, federal the laws. Or regulations? The uh, federal regulations. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. good. So that's uh, CFR Chapter 13. Correct. So if you have insomnia tonight, pick that up and yep. download it and read it. You're going to see a lot of changes coming in through the uh, PPP that's right. that uh, apply to uh, the CFR. And so a lot of people ask us, I'm a 1099, can I get uh, eight weeks uh, coverage through PPP and then claim unemployment. A lot of it is covered through federal regulations and that's what the banks go by. And that's part of the problem right now is that the banks are still trying to learn what this new act, the CARES Act, you know, the law and the regulation that, That's right, applies. because you've got, you've got a law that's passed by Congress that then signed into signed into law, right. actually a bill passed by Congress, signed into law by the president, right. but then the regulatory bodies have to write the rules to apply the law. So, Correct. So on, on the Paycheck Protection Program, can you tell us just, just high level what, the, what that program looks like and then how, what's the first step if someone was interested in, sure. in that, how, what, now, what they would take? I'm going to be a little biased because I represent the SBA, so sure. I'm always pro-EIDL and disaster assistance. And um, people can apply for both. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So what we want to do is inter, um, inform our public on the uh, payroll uh, paycheck protection program that they're able to apply for both pr programs, but... Um, but they can't use the money for the yeah, same you, thing. Yeah, you can't double dip. So say you use payroll for the EIDL, not a problem. You paid, uh, you, you received $10,000 and you paid your employees, not a problem. But you're gonna have to refinance that into the payroll protection program. And there's an advantage I mean, uh, the EIDL is 3.75, whereas the PPL is 1%. Yep. I've heard even as low as half percent. Is it, has that changed or fluctuated in the past? That days? did change over the last week. <laughs> it seems like two weeks. Um, it happened very quickly. On Friday, they had to raise it to 1% because okay. in order for lenders to be able to make it happen, they had to have their fees covered whereas the 0.5% uh, was covering the government fees, mm -hmm. uh, the lenders had no advantage for this program. So the lenders had to have uh, an advantage and that was the other 0.5%. And, and that's the key on this is that uh, the EIDL, you go straight to the SBA. But with the PPP, you go to a, a lending institution and most small businesses have a relationship with their bank. Right. And a lot of small businesses have, have already taken advantage of the existing 7A 
SBA lending program mm -hmm. through that bank. So their first call needs to be to their bank. And right now the banks are just inundated with, with those calls. And we want people to be aware that they don't have to apply for SBA assistance. They don't have to use SBA loan. The PPP is um, through the Department of Treasury. So it's in place. Everybody can qualify for the PPP if they have the right information. There are rules. You have an application that you have to meet. If you meet all those rules, then the bank should issue you your PPP uh, uh, payment. Now, um, that doesn't mean that when we say that they have to be uh, SBA uh, 7A certified, we're just looking for banks that are already in the practice of doing government. Because you've got to be doing business process, with the government. So why why right. not take advantage of that? Right. And Especially it goes back. Especially if the SBA is already flooded with EIDL right. calls. And it goes back to the CFR. We want to make sure that everybody's playing by the rules. Mm -hmm. And so that's what uh, we have all the lenders that we're listing on our website, sba.gov forward slash tx forward slash Houston. Mm -hmm. We have a list of lenders. Uh, over Which, by 200 the way, is linked to off of our chamber website. So oh, we, great. And we have I a know. resource page just yes. around the coronavirus. Thank you pandemic. so much for doing that. And uh, you are our very first section because that's yes. a lot of, you know, the vast majority of businesses are small business, period. Right. So the vast majority of members of the chamber are also small business. And right. we have you guys top, front, center that click on here to go and find out about this. What are some of the details around the, the, the PPP program? Uh, it's a two-year maturity program, so in two years the loan is going to mature, uh, so people need to be aware if they're taking out the loan, it's going to mature in two years. Uh, it's 1% interest. Um, they, is that when you would start making payments? or? Uh, so uh, the payments begin in six months. Okay. So, yeah, it's deferred right now until six months, whereas the EIDL, we have deferment until 12 months. Okay. So depending on what type of loan and what your, your your needs are, both will be able to cover the payroll, the rent and mortgage, the utilities, and other fixed assets that you have to pay for right now. So from a standpoint of how much uh, money you qualify for with the PPP, how is that, how is that established? So it's not really, um, there, there's no, um, anti-credit uh, score, you know, so regardless of your credit score, you can qualify for the PPP. Uh, there's no guarantees, so you don't have to um, say you've got five owners in the business that are over 20%. They don't have to guarantee on this. Uh, it's a pretty forgivable so how, how much would a, uh, what, what's the cap on the PPP, and then how much would you how you calculate how much a business might be able to expect in, in the loan? So the cap is $10 million and it's very high set, in my opinion. <laughs> I think if anybody is requesting that amount, they really need to substantiate and document, and basically they need a CPA to be able to support that. And I do want to point out that CPAs and, and brokers can assist with this but the SBA limits the amount of the fee that they can charge for assisting in the application process. That's good to know. So your, your limit is $10 million. 
but the the what you will probably get is something around what two and a half times your your average Correct. monthly payroll is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Is that you look at uh, the application is very simple. It's five pages, and the first thing that they ask for is that what what is your payroll amount multiplied by two point five percent plus if you've already done an EIDL loan, so that we can factor that in to the okay. loan application so that people aren't duplicating. And then the number of employees. We need uh, full-time employees, part-time employees, and that's another factor that I would like to talk about is mm -hmm. the uh, contract employees. Okay. So, so how, does that, how does that work? Yeah. And also nonprofits, uh, I believe, yep. are eligible. 501c3s are eligible for 501c3, D, and E. That's right. Are all eligible. So charities, veterans organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19c. Um, I, I want to point out that uh, a lot of the questions that we're getting are, I have uh, 1099 contract employees working for me. Can I claim them? No. So basically, under this rule right now, the 1099s can claim themselves. Okay. So it's really up to the 1099s to claim themselves for the uh, Paycheck uh, Pay uh, Protection Program. And then, how is the uh, what? What are the dates around this? And then, how is the the forgiveness of the the loan calculated? So the um, PPP is open until June 31st. Um, will they run out of money beforehand? That's the question. Depends I mean, how much Congress allocates. Yeah, yeah. this really happened yeah. very quickly That's where right. banks really reached their limits. But Bank you've got America. to get keep, keep people employed for a certain amount of time. Sure. So what is that time period? That you know, to keep people employed and covered under the program is eight weeks. And so starting February fifteenth? Starting February fifteenth, yes okay. sir. So you have to show what your payroll was and how many employees you have as of February fifteenth. And then at the end of the July June or July thirtieth period. Is it June or July? Uh, June. So the end of June thirty first. So June thirty June thirty first. Mm -hmm. So from February fifteenth to June thirty. 31. If you keep those same number of people employed and the same payroll uh, cost uh, expenses the same, mm -hmm. then you can get that portion of your PPP loan forgiven. Is that the way that works? That's correct. And okay. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so um, there are things that you can have forgiven over that eight-week period. So you can have payroll forgiven. You can have rent or mortgage forgiven. You can have utilities So it's forgiven. not limited to just payroll? No, no. Okay. It's, uh, you can have fixed debt assets, uh, the equipment that you're using to mm -hmm. run your business. The key is that 75% of it has to be dedicated to payroll. The other 25% can be you know, focused on the rest of your so expenses. So then you marry that with how you use the EIDL and you can you can you can understand the rules and use the EIDL for something and use the PPP for something else, but still use the majority of your dollars on payroll from the PPP program, right. and then get that get that seventy five percent that forgiven. Yeah, I've 
Um, all in all, a really generous And the generous two weeks program. that I've been advising folks that have been calling me, and I've had over 5,000 calls in the last week. Wow. Um, I've been advising folks, you know what, if I was in your position, I would consider the EIDL, apply for that, and then once I receive my $10,000 or up to $10,000, then start looking at the PPP. You have up until January, or June 31st to apply for the PPP. So th there's rumors going around that the money's going to run out. I don't know. I, you know. I don't think so. I think that banks are running out of their ability to lend. They're just meeting their limits. Right. They're, they're, they're Federal Reserve imposed Correct. limits, not the dollar limits. Right. Okay. But I think the program approved by Congress is going to cover us completely. Okay. So, you know, people really need to look at the uh, EIDL program through the SBA and then apply for the PPP through their local lender. Um, on our website, sba.gov forward slash tx forward slash Houston, we have a list of over 200 lenders that are uh, new. Some, some of them are brand new, just started doing 7A loans that'll be happy to loan you money. Great. So anything else we should cover from the SBA that what do you guys have going on that could help our I businesses out? I think it's important that everybody stays in touch with the website. Um, again, we get many calls in our office. Our office locally, we're, we're more catered towards starting, expanding, and growing small business and helping business with uh, uh, exporting. And so that's our main focus. Right now, we've been thrown into the uh, disaster recovery mode. So we just want to ensure that um, all small business in our district are aware that the uh, Lone Star College, SBDC, uh, the University of Houston, SBDC, we have many, uh, we have over 14 locations in our district that are the small business development centers, that's where people need to go to to get advice and help for right. free. Because they know all about uh, the SBA programs that are available and how to explain those. And exactly. So just in summary, if you are looking at getting an EIDL loan, you start at sba.gov and you fill out the application there. If you're looking at a paycheck protection program funds, then you go and start with your bank. And that's the best way to start off. And then if oh, yeah. you want more details than that, all that stuff's available on the uh, sba.gov website as far as the details, the terms, the interest rate, and, and all that good stuff. Because it does get kind of complicated fairly quickly. Right. But if you understand the rules and you can figure out which of these two pots of money will, will help you the most. I have, a, I have a great relationship with my bank. Um, I'll just say it's JPC. And um, I send them Christmas cards, birthday cards. I know my lender very well. And I stay in touch with them. It's developing a relationship with your bank yes. so that you, you foster that relationship. They take care of you, and you can respond to them quickly. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Again, yes, we're keeping our social distancing, which is uncomfortable for both of us. Yes, sir. But we're learning how to do that to uh, keep things safe. Our, our best bet is that we practice social distancing, we stay at home as much as possible, and we get through the coronavirus pandemic and we flatten the curve, we get to the other side of this, and then businesses get open. Yes, sir. No one wants to do 
federal government assistance to make their business work. They want to make their business work on their own. Right. And we're doing all we can to help them out. So thank you for your time today. Thank I appreciate you, it. And thank you for tuning in to Between the Trees. We're sponsored by Woodlands Online, and this, uh, this program will be available on the Woodlands Online website as well as the Chamber website later on. So thank you for tuning in.